this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host. I'm Andy. I'm a conspiracy, and I'm Evan. I'm William Shakespeare, detective agency, and I'm Ronnie. If you couldn't tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering HBO's... Nope. The it feels like it, though. The Sons of Billy Shakes. And, uh, <laughs> but before we get into that, I've got a bit for us. What's William the... Spear shook it. What's the bit? Soul Stars. Sons of Stars. The Crossing of the Jordan. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the show. That's it's the bit. The bit, the, the, I mean, I, I could facilitate this bit, or I could just say what the name of the show is. <laughs> name of the show is still Starstruck to 2017. Still Star Cross. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, A lot of dental sounds in there, Ronnie. Still right, right. Star Cross. Boy, is there egg on my face. I tried to be so <laughs> damn official with that. Yes, yeah, still Star Struck. It's so still bad. Cro- crossed. Still Star Crossed. Still Star Crossed? Still Star Crossed. This is the this terrible is the best bit I've ever come up with. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a bad name for a show. Uh, we had a we had a brief kind of two week hiatus. Yeah. Uh, shit's real bad, and I didn't I didn't want to record. And yeah. then we were busy and stuff. So. Ronnie had a secret job to do, a, a secret, secret job. clandestine job. Mm-hmm. I'm a superhero, but mm-hmm. yeah, one of the good ones. Um, yeah, it's still star struck. No, it's crossed. I, I legitimately am not doing How a bit. I- I care the least about this show. How am I the only one who can uh, remember the title? I, you might, I might uh, argue with you on that point. Yeah, uh, I have competition for the least caring no, about the show. I hate it the most. I care the least. I am the least invested. Um, it's an ABC 2017 uh, Shondaland product, but boy howdy, does it feel like not that? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the before we get into that. The bit, the, the bit is uh, just how how's everyone doing? What's everyone up to? <laughs> I mean, here's the here's the thing, Andy. In in these times of of peril and just like general what the fuckery, um, I feel like we don't we don't always need to do like a, I feel like a, a, just a general check in. Yeah, is, just a, a general check in. Yeah, I I approve of this bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing all right. Uh, parenting is still complicated and hard. Not that complicated. Very hard. Um, yeah, your baby's not done yet. So she still needs a lot of, she still needs a lot of work. Yeah. Like 25 more years. Seriously. The, the, the deer, they are born and they like get up and hop away and they're like, Oh, dope. Let me eat some of this grass. The human babies. They 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 need a little bit more time. They they could stand for a little bit more time of gestation. Mm-hmm. They don't. They can't do nothing. And this has been then a they, year. Their giant their giant dopey alien heads wouldn't fit out if they stayed in there any longer. That's, That's a real true. science fact for you. And I didn't make that up. That's a real science fact. If they stayed in any longer, their heads would not fit out. Take that intelligent design. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, everything's going pretty much okay. How about how about y'all? Um, I am gonna see a chiropractor for the first time tomorrow. Yes. I'm pretty stoked about that. That sounds very good. Yeah, I've got a thing with my shoulder that just hurts me all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, it it has been a thing for like a long time, and I it just hasn't been severe enough that I. 
have worried about it, but it's feeling slightly worse now, and I'm like, you know what? I guess I should, like, do something about that. I guess I should... I guess I should attempt to keep this body functioning. So, right. yeah. There was, like, a series of commercials, like, a long time ago that played on the radio when I would drive to college. Um, and they would be like, you don't have to live with chronic pain. And I'd be like, good one, radio. <laughs> um, because That yikes. sounds like horseshit. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, you do. Um, but it turns out you can just go to doctors and specialists and, and professionals and they can at least help a little bit. Yeah. Ronnie, besides being a, a dad, are you doing anything fun? Um, I grilled today. I got my first, um, like purchased pride, uh, apparel today in the Ooh. mail. Yeah. Just simple little, uh, shirt with a little, uh, it's a little three color rainbow with the, the by pride colors on the kind of on the chest on the right chest. I love um, it. Yeah, it's a little subtle, but it's one of those things like when I'm like out wearing that it's 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 going to be harder for me to say. I just like the colors when someone asks what the colors mean. Um, mm -hmm. So that it's it's it's, you know, not that I am forcing myself to do anything I'm uncomfortable with, but it's, you know throwing all the dice in when I start that up. Which I'm excited about. It's good things. But no, I appreciate you like wanting to like build my personality out to be more than just like a father. But at this point, that's really all I got time <laughs> to do. This this character arc for Ronnie is pretty much just they they have fully just given up on my on my writing. I am just I am just dad. I don't want you to become like Shirley. Sure. Just yeah. like the mom of the group. Mm -hmm. At least you're not a creationist, though. You've got that over Shirley. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm decidedly not a creationist, so. Yeah, yeah. Point in my column. Andy, how about you? So I've been seeing a therapist. I think I talked about that last time. I was about to start. Uh, and that's that's rough. It's It's kind of like going to the gym. But for, like, your heart. For your noodle. Yeah, for your for your noodle. And, and your emotions. And it, it, it kind of sucks, uh, even though I know it's good for me. Um, other than that, uh, COVID has me, like, reading comics again for the first time in a year's. Uh, and that's been fun. Yeah, what you been reading? Um, some like weird, like Christian-y stuff, but then also Ooh. IDW's TMNT run, which is really love good. That. Love that TMNT run. Um, why the Christian weird ones though? So the one book, let me pull it up on Comixology. I don't want to like fuck up anyone's names. The one book is called Dark Arc. And it's, what if when God flooded the world in Genesis, uh, these, like, Cthulhu-esque ancient dark powers contacted a warlock who, like, they were their patron of, they're the patron of, and were like, you need to build an ark for all the cryptids and ghouls and dastardly fiends so that way they can survive the flood and make it into the new world. And it's all of these monsters on this arc with this wizard and his family, and they're, like, trying not to kill each other as he's, like, this zookeeper for all of these, like, vampires and goatmen and, you know, ghouls and beasts. It's very entertaining. It's very weird. Um... And then I read the Judas comic, which I, like, went in with such high hopes and ended up getting real disappointed by. Um, who who wrote that? I'm going to diss them. <laughs> I'm going to diss this phenomenal comic author who won a bunch of Call awards for this comic. them out. So Jeff Loveness, uh, who, like, he wrote Nova, which was fucking great. No, oh, I love um, Nova. But he wrote this really beautiful Judas comic. The art is just in 
incredible. And it's, it's so intense. It's like, it opens with Judas, like committing suicide and waking up in hell and like his conversation with Satan. And it's like, mm, such good pain. And, um, as someone who feels very betrayed by their relationship with Christ, uh, you know, I can relate to Judas and this art is just so evocative. And then Jesus shows up because he, he dies on the cross not long after Judas kills himself. And, and it's like, hell? yeah, it, uh, that's a Catholic thing. Yeah, okay. the harrowing of hell. Oh, the harrowing yeah, of hell, yeah, yeah. of course, yes. Yeah, yeah he just so, goes down there to hang out and be like, what up, what up, what up? So Jesus shows up in hell and he doesn't have any of his Christ powers. And it's just this incredibly awkward conversation between Jesus, Judas, and Satan. And where's the butt stuff dragon? Uh, I think the butt stuff dragon is down there, too. Uh, there's a bunch of like other like miscellaneous biblical characters that kind of like show up and talk to Judas and then leave. Um, and again, like I can't impress enough how phenomenal this art is. Uh, Jacob Rebelka is the the illustrator, and it is powerfully moving. And now to spoil this comic, uh, like it ends with Judas forgiving Jesus, and I was legitimately pissed. Like I feel like it totally missed the point. Not that I know what the author's point was, because, you know, he wrote it, not me. But I was like, my dude, you could have said something. <laughs> Your real thesis statement was wrong. You could have said something really powerful. And in fact, he does say a bunch of really powerful stuff about, like, organized religion and the church and people who feel betrayed by that or like a pawn by that and who break free of it and try and write their own story. He says all this beautiful stuff. And then he's like, oh, yeah, but... uh your boy Jesus has a point, though, and maybe you should reconsider. And I was like, fuck you! <laughs> it, it felt like uh, the Dragon Age uh, Inquisition moment, where, like, you get negative points if you tell Dorian to tell his dad to fuck off. Like, no, his dad should fuck off, and I shouldn't get negative points for that. Fuck you, Dragon Age. I do feel like that is a, like, vein of... I don't know how much I've seen it in like popular media for adults, but certainly in like kid lit, the idea of like, hey, this person's shitty, but you shouldn't hold a grudge. Like you should be better. And that always pissed me off as a kid. There was like this whole book about how this guy's grandpa moves in with him and he messes up all his toys and all his stuff and is like just the worst person to like be around. And the end is just like, Hey, it's okay. I know. I know what's going on. You're all right. It's like, no, like you have agency here. Like this is your house too. Like I just, I remember being very upset at the war with grandpa. I do want to point out that in dragon age, it's pretty clear from the dialogue that Dorian wants to talk to his father and wants you to support him in doing this. And if you tell him, no, fuck your dad, like his disapproval rating drops because in his heart, he's really hoping that you'll like help him reconcile with his dad just just i'm just saying that's not a good example that dorian should it is I, 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 i'm allowed mind. to be annoyed by it um yeah this this judas comic though i feel like the dude really fucked up because christians are going to hate it too right um like it's, it's there's for nobody there's there's no way anyone at davisville is like oh let me read this comic about judas iscariot and how he's the one who needs to forgive jesus like like nah, they're still they're, they're gonna be pissed about that. Like so, who who's this for? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was working through his own shit, but uh, I I was disappointed by it, despite the art being very moving and um, some of the monologues being quite good. I'm glad to see these comics are playing in like the Christian mythology more than being like. Because I know there are publishers out there that are like Christian comics, because that's what I was afraid of. That's when I was thinking that oh, you were. Oh no, like, I'm not reading the like chick tracks. You're playing in, yeah. No, uh, Dark Arc is phenomenally silly. Like it, it's it's a horror comic. Um, this poor warlock is trying to like solve a noir murder mystery on his evil zoo boat and like trying to figure out who killed this snake woman because uh, no one's allowed to kill each other on the Dark Arc. 
where these these Cthulhu gods are going to eat his family. Hey, y'all want to talk about the show that we watched? Not really. <laughs> I will say, I will say, uh, I have not read this, but I've heard good things, Andy. If you're looking for something to jump onto next, uh, next Testament. Have you heard of that? No, it sounds bizarre. It is uh, by Boom Studios, named best miniseries of 2013. While wandering in the desert, he comes across a unique figure who calls himself Wick and claims to be God. Uh, it, it's just it, it also kind of plays in that like Christian mythology, but like future. Like, I'll uh, check it out. Take a look. Take a look if you're interested in that kind of thing. So, Evan, what did you want? To, you want to talk about this show? No, but we're supposed to because that's what I'm a rule follower. And that's what we do on the show that we have. This is our podcast where we talk about TV shows. Remember? Remember, those are the rules. What are we watching this show for if we don't have to talk about it? Why? No, I guess that is valid. We did watch this show. We better get some content out of it. Yeah. Okay. Produce content for the for the yawning maw of the internet. Yeah, we watched episodes um, three and three and four of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Still Star Crossed. Nailed it. Um, Evan, what happened in these episodes? Uh, a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> uh, so the Capulets are out of money, and Rosalind's uncle is hoping that uh the dowry that the Montagues have to pay, so that Rosalind and Benvolio can get married will like you know delay his inevitable financial demise so there's a lot of like tension between uh Anthony Stewart head and um the other guy's name Lord Montague between <laughs> them he's like they're like haggling over the price of this woman essentially Lord Capulet's out of money and Lord Montague knows it and he's like using this knowledge to pull his strings so that he could oh he he wants to um uh like gain control over this cathedral that they have been building for like two generations and it's almost done and so he's like yes i will help you build the cathedral so that then i can take over your family <laughs> then there's this uh, also this b plot with paris who's uh, Rosalind's sister is like nursing him back to health after a duel. It was a duel, right? This was many episodes ago. By which I mean it was two or three episodes ago. He he got stabbed in the, in the crypt by Romeo. Mm-hmm. Presumed dead, but surprise, not anymore. Yeah. So Rosalind's sister and him are like falling in love while she plays nursemaid to him. Um, in episode four, there's a, a big like public betrothal ceremony for uh, Rosalind and Benvolio, and like an assassin turns up and he tries to shoot him and he like sets stuff on fire. And for some reason, Rosalind and Benvolio decide to like physically chase him through the streets of Verona. They do in fact catch him. Uh. I don't know who he was. I felt like I was supposed to recognize him when they were like, <gasps> but I didn't recognize this guy. He, I don't know who he was an agent of or, or what. But so, 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 so toss me the ball, Evan. Cause, cause all the, I, I, apparently I, I do care about you. You, you were correct. <laughs> you care about the show least. Um, the, the, the whole thing hinges on them being able to uncover this plot. Mm-hmm. Um, the the person that they uncover is his name is Trucchio, which I was like, is this Petruchio from Taming of the Shrew? Like, are we getting the shared Shakespeare universe that I so wanted? Shakespeare cinematic universe. Exactly. Uh, I I cannot imagine that it is. It's his name is just Trucchio. Um, he is like, uh, he is kind of like kin to Montague. Like earlier in the episode, like Benvolio has like a run in with him at like a pub and. It's like they're he's a part of the Montague like faction. 
the posse. Um, right. The entourage. But they find out that the other person that was like in league with this whole plan was a Capulet. So clearly they're not working for any one particular group. They're just like it's it's a third party and they want to unmask this third party because if they can find a shared enemy of Montague and Capulet, then they would work together. And then Benvolio and Rosalind wouldn't have to go through this marriage thing. They could just, you know, have this union be a union against a like conspirator party. Um it's very convoluted. It's not- well. I was gonna say that sounds right, plot wise, but it sounds wrong logic wise because there's no way that would work. No, like they already be... hate each other. This is the whole point. Like there's, they've already, they've had plenty of reasons to not hate each other. So this, right. anyway, um, then uh, um, uh, Benvolio gets framed for a murder to throw just another, just another like wrench in the whole system he gets framed for a murder and somebody sees him with a knife standing over a dead body and then rosalind's like no he totes didn't do it and you know that i'm not lying because i hate his guts and they were like nope you're his fiance you clearly are lying is that it that's pretty much it yeah. That's pretty much it. There's there's more, but we'll get into it in like the in the uh in the, the positives and, and the way more potatoes. negative section. Um but I want to ask uh hey Andy. Yeah. These two episodes of Still Star Crossed Nope. Do they <laughs> Nope do they not work for you? Oh, no, they they don't not work for you. Sounds like you love oh, it. Oh, no. No, I don't. I went into this like so excited. Like, I know you did. Whatever, whatever fucking it. show we covered last when you said, "Hey, we're going to do this Shakespeare sexy romance show." I was like, "Fuck, yes. Right up my alley. I'm here for it." And it's it's not very good. It's not no, it's not. Hey, Evan. Yeah, Ronnie. These two episodes of Still Star Crossed. Uh, did they work for you? No. 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 Mm. Very interesting. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did. Yes. The show. Work. For. You. No. It did not. I had to do like a, a thing with myself there. Yeah, uh, it was great. It's, yeah, it's just well me. Done. Thanks. Yeah, this show this show is uh, not good, uh, or at least these two episodes were not, because that's all that I, I am like you know elaborating on at this moment. Yeah, not not uh, not the reason that I enjoy Romeo and Juliet. You know, yeah, it's not. It is mm-hmm. not bringing those elements uh, to the table. Um, but we will talk more about that after a quick word from Lunar Light Studio. Hey there, pending pals. It's Ronnie here with a quick ad break to interrupt that good, good Sil Star Cross. Yes, Sil Star Cross action. I promise you it's not a bit. I can't keep it straight. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sticking with us uh, through our planned and unplanned hiatuses. Uh, but we are back. I want to tell you about a couple shows on the network. We're going to go with some new shows this time. We haven't talked about new shows in a minute. Let's first talk about Bad Romance. We talk about them later in the episode. Uh, Bad Romance is made up of comedians, Jordan Serrells and Bronwyn Isaac. Uh, They analyze bad romantic films through a feminist and leftist lens. It's an excellent show. It's been going on for quite a long time. Awesome, awesome insight into a genre that I actually really love, which is the rom-com genre. It's it's full of really sweet moments, really lovable characters, and also some real problematic shit. Jordan and Bronwyn really do an excellent job breaking down these films, and it is just a joy to listen to. You can tell that they also truly have a love for this genre, even though it's uh, pretty bad sometimes. 
that always makes it enjoyable to listen to. So check out Bad Romance on the Lunar Light Studio Network. I also want to tell you about Surely You Quest, a vast and ahoy prepare yourselves for high seas adventure and shenanigans as three heroes find out what awaits them in the mysterious oceanic world of the Chroma Archipelago. Jenny, played by Haley Rose, Lenny, played by Mike Pattern, and Pidge, played by Blue Lennox, embark into the world of GM Ryan Mitchum's creation. What awaits will be incredible, daring, or at the very least, hilarious. Join every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, this is our first actual play podcast on the network. It was a Patreon goal when we first set up the network, and it has finally come to fruition. I can assure you that it will be, at the very least, hilarious, but it will be so much more. Check out Surely You Quest on the Lunar Light Studio network. Thank you again for listening. Okay, back to the episode. Welcome to the ad firm of Parker, Lennox, and Rose. Our job is to take your brand and bring it to the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist. None of us have studied advertising. In fact, we don't know anything about business at all. The one thing we do know is how to make your product a viral failure. Coke is just better than Dr. Pepper because Coke did not... Dr. Pepper already did their own advertising by having an actual advertisement where the slogan was, it's not for women. <laughs> <laughs> this is Advertising. Brought to you by Lunar Light Studio every other Monday. Available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what worked about still Starcross? I have I have one thing that amused me very much. What's that? There was a bit where uh, I guess Lord Montague paid someone to write a sonnet and I hate it. deliver it to Rosalind. <laughs> and I hate it. the sonnet was a Shakespeare sonnet implying that Shakespeare, the man, exists in this universe and is living alongside the characters from his play that he wrote and is also like doing poetry on a commission basis for the people in the play that he wrote. Like that works for Alan Moore. I don't think it works for Billy Shakes. And we already got Shakespeare in love. So like, what's the point? Right. Isn't it like a Romeo sonnet though? Isn't like, a sonnet in Romeo and Juliet? I could be wrong. I thought it was just it, like one of Shakespeare's maybe sonnets. I guess I, so. I don't remember. I did not transcribe I don't remember which anything. one it was. Yeah, but I was just like that. Even if it was a sonnet said by Romeo in the play written by Shakespeare, it was in this iteration clearly not written or said by Romeo, it was written by the man that Lord Montague, presumably the man, we don't actually know, that Lord Montague commissioned to write it as a gesture of love. Just, I mean, it was really just so that they could sneak a, a sonnet in there because, like, these two hate each other, so I don't know who this was meant so to much. impress. I was so mad about it. <laughs> the, 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 like... The hoops that my brain had to jump through to try to figure out the ins and outs of this uh, cinematic, the Shakespeare cinematic universe, like, were really the most captivating part of this whole series of episodes thus far. It, that was the it, most stimulated I was watching the rest of it. It does nothing to, like, pay homage at all. And, like, even the nurse is like, mm, it's not very good. And it's like, what, what are we trying to do here? Like, what kind of slapstick, like, rah, rah, you get it. Like, jokes are we here doing in this, like, dripping with drama, even though it's not good drama, like, TV We're show. doing Shakespeare. We're doing Shakespeare, but cool. We're doing right. edgy Shakespeare. We're doing Game of Thrones Shakespeare. Well, we'll get into that later, too. <laughs> We're doing, like, our type five Shakespeare jokes. It's like, what What are we? What? what? I don't know. I was so mad about it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we talked about this when we talked about Constantine, the TV show. But the fact that Alan Moore has met Constantine in real yes. life is... 
is delicious and weird and like he's the sort of creator that that sort of shit works for because he's a like weird hobo who like lives in the woods and masturbates to raccoons but it 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 felt real real strange as a joke in this is it liable to say Alan Moore jerks off to raccoons mm, or is that slander? Um, it's neither you mean you're not writing we're, we're protected down. we're protected in uh in podcast form mm-hmm. i've broken yeah, enough it's, podcast it's laws i don't want to break anymore i think that's what fair use is there's uh, one moment where friar lawrence in episode four is like trying to get benvolio to like run away knowing that he's gonna friar be like, lawrence is a fucking narc He's the worst. I like. I don't exactly know what his bag is at the end here, but exactly in that scene that you're talking about, him being an arc, he slips out of his like faux British, like transatlantic accent into like a full like Brooklyn, like help, he's trying to kill me. Like it was just so. <laughs> that was not a Brooklyn accent, Ronnie. <laughs> well, I've never been to Brooklyn, hey, so you know. Here. He's trying to kill me. Is that a Jose Conseco bat? Goodness, you got money bags over here able to go to Brooklyn. Check your privilege. Um, yeah, it just he slipped out of the accent for like a moment. It was like, come on, come on. Um, my two positives are Anthony Stewart Head continues to elevate every single thing he's in. Uh, he can't save this shipwreck, but he's he's doing what he can. And uh, sword fights continue to be pretty pretty good. I'm always here for a good swashbuckle. That's about it, though. Yeah, I can't say that there was a ton I liked about this whole thing. Uh, the betrothal scene, like, visually looked pretty nice. I mean, it looked it better like when, a- th- when it was Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean yes. I'm just like that's. I, I I do not want to spend the entire episode again saying like this is like Game of Thrones, but ABC version. But like everything from like the brothel to the betrothal to like every set piece feels like it is just like knockoff Game of Thrones. Like I mean yes, it's like uh, it's a uh, like teen magazine Game of Thrones. Yes. Can I can I do my big negative? Give your big negative. A big honga negative. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why this isn't just a retelling of Roman Juliet. Like, yeah. up to the point where Benvolio murders a guy and gets, like, banished or whatever, I'm like, this is just the plot of Romeo and Juliet. But except, with way more steps. Except, like, Romeo and Juliet fucking happened. So, like, the fact that these characters who knew Romeo and Juliet and were close with them aren't just being like, well, this is the exact same shit that happened to our cousins. Isn't that weird? Like, it's it's buck wild to me. It, it's, like, they should have just said, like, the story Shakespeare told you wasn't what really happened. And just have these characters be Romeo and Juliet, but have all this extra intrigue and layered shit thrown on top. Like... Just have it be like maybe they didn't love each other at first or whatever, and and have have these these machinations and these these conspiracies just tossed in. But the fact that they're literally retelling Romeo and Juliet but with worse. characters who were in Romeo and Juliet, but the ones like, that we don't care about, and who saw all that shit happen, and are now just relive like it's it's buck wild. It's so weird. It's bad. It is bad. It is like, like I like I said earlier, like none of the things that I like about it's like it is shot for shot, like redoing Romeo and Juliet without any of the things that make Romeo and Juliet good. Like it is, it is, it is so like stripped down, and I don't understand. Like I, I one hundred percent agree with you. I don't understand, other than the fact that like this was apparently a book, which like clearly a book that was popular enough to like make want abc to make a show about it but like is the book just this because if so that book probably shouldn't exist either 
I have to imagine the book is better. I have to imagine that the book I, has something going for it. My guess, and again, this is conjecture. I was doing conjecture about the book last time. But my guess would be that the book develops these characters much better than the show has mm. done so that we care about you mean them. at all? Yeah. <laughs> so that we care about them enough to want to see the conclusion of this story that they're going through. But yeah, the I don't care about any of these people. And just the... The, the twists and turns of this plan to consolidate power between these two houses just seem nonsensical to me. You know, I'm not convinced that any of this is going to work, and I'm not convinced that any of the characters in the show are convinced that it's going to work. You know, if, uh, like, Lord Montague was, like, a madman and was, like, totally in his own head convinced that this weird thing where he is paying to build the chapel so he owns the chapel now and where he's marrying off his nephew to a capulet so that he can like control this woman and thereby control her whole family if he was like a lunatic and like thought all of this was going to work that would be more interesting i would be more invested but it just seems like he's just a a guy making real bad choices also, like, if Montague wanted to marry into the Capulets for political reasons, and Capulet wanted to marry into the Montagues for money reasons, why the fuck did Romeo and Juliet die? Yeah. Seems like everyone was fucking on board. Yeah, if only somebody had come up with this plan, like, a few days earlier, these kids wouldn't have been like, oh no, we have to kill ourselves because our families hate each other so much. Maybe maybe somebody should have just let slip to Romeo and Juliet, like, and granted, had this been done on purpose and it had been deeply sad and ironic, that would have been one thing, but this reveal, like, oh, the, the Montagues were behind it the whole time. They had paid off this priest to, to do this wedding in secret. You know, like, if they had just, like, shown their hand a little bit, all of this would have resolved itself. And now we have to see it play out with 700 more steps, all of which are less interesting than Romeo and Juliet. My, like, the whole thing is, like, of, of the, like, we don't know what the squabble is between Capulet and Montague in the play. It's just mm -hmm. two families, both alike of dignity, indignity. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that we know what the squabble is between these families, and it's like even pettier than you could even imagine. Like it, it, it takes all of of the all of like the the passion out of it, all of the all of the driving force behind everything. I'm sorry. Um, it it just it it. Lila doesn't like the show Lila either. Doesn't like the show. doesn't like it. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it the whole thing like it it not only doesn't use the good parts of Romeo and Juliet, it like retcons away the good parts of Romeo and Juliet, and and that's like inexcusable. <laughs> And it just doesn't have Mercutio in it because it this, Mercutio. Is, this is the story of Romeo and Juliet as told after all of the cool characters are dead. Right. The th the thing that like really like got to me this in maybe like episode four is like I can suspend my disbelief for a time period of like you know women require a dowry and there's like you know a uh, women have like a subservient role in society, but it's like this show hammers on it so hard in a way that like it's 2017. You don't have to do that. Like, I feel like this show is like intentionally sexist in a way that like you, you just, you, it can be a part of the set dressing without every line having to be about that. Like I'm, I'm not like, against there being like women characters who are villains but in this show you are if you're a woman you are either a villain or you have absolutely zero agency and it's 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 just really like tough to watch 
also, like, it doesn't need to be that way. Like, no. as, as much as I don't want to, like, sit in my privilege and be like, oh, women had an easy time back in the day, because, like, women have never had an easy time in history no. at all. But, like, we do know that, like, historically, all over, like, the ancient world, women had agency and could do things and rise above the, like, bullshit that was placed on them. And if you're telling a story, you don't have to follow... You can, yeah, like, you can pick and choose the cases where women, like, you know, were able to escape that sort of paradigm. And, and I'm not at all saying you have to ignore it either, right. but, like... I don't know. It, it's like in, um... In Game of Thrones, like, reading the books, there's tons of badass warrior women. Like, they're just all over the fucking place. Uh, like, Rob Stark's main bodyguard is a woman, and she, like, kicks so much ass. And in the show, they took them all out because they wanted Brienne of Tarth to matter more. And it's like, well, it's cool that you want to have this one real badass woman character who is awesome, but maybe you don't have to, like, delete all of the other powerful badass women to make her stand out more. Like, can you imagine doing that with a male character? Right. In anything, and it right. just seems like a weird thing for this show to be like, oh, you're a woman? Gross. Yeah, there's just, it, it. it's hard to, like, put a finger on it, both because it's just so microaggression-y, and also, granted, I watched these episodes, like, three weeks ago, but, like, it is, it is so much where it's, like, there's a whole bit about how Isabella, the, the princess, is basically going to um she's basically going to prostitute herself like she's going to not even she she's going to like try and use sex to like get what she wants from another kingdom for the good of like her brother and and Verona and it's just like there's a way you can do that in a way that's like empowering and this show just doesn't know how to do it and doesn't even come close. Like, it's just, it feels gross up and down. It's it's even worse when, like, the men that we are forced to focus on are uh, Brooklyn Friar Lawrence and just completely milquetoast Benvolio. Yeah, I could not tell you one thing about Benvolio. Like, some of He's his costumes are cool. He's, it's super inconsistent. There, there's, like... He has some plans in this episode, which are not wise, but feel kind of clever that I'm like, are they trying to get towards like a play Benvolio here? Like he's like very cerebral, but it always just fizzles out into him being like, no, look how tough I can punch, punch, punch. <sighs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad show. It's a bad show. Maybe it'll get better. They definitely, in the funeral scene, talk about how Romeo and Juliet were in love. Like, that is a thing that, that Prince Escalon says. And I went back and I checked, and it definitely is. And now everyone in the show is acting like that's a secret. And like, that's a mystery that needs to be solved. And I don't... It's It's... Maybe it's just like they're talking about like that they don't know that they were married. Maybe they just thought they were in love, but like that seems insignificant. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they need to keep that a secret now? Who Nobody's like, nobody's plans make sense, Andy. This is They're the they're marrying Benvolio to Rosalind. Rosalind. I was going to say the nurse, but that's not right. But, uh, like, why do they... Why, why is it a big secret? I don't know. It's a bad show. It's a bad show, and it's just like the, the plots that they are hinging on are just ones that I A, don't care about, and B, are don't make sense. So I even care about them less. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe. Oh. This seems like very bottom of the barrel, so like I hesitate to even mention it, but like at least there are black people in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, 
shows need to I mean, do that. So like that's good. Like that's why I picked this over some shows that like felt extremely white. Like I just didn't want not that I was like, aha, yes, I will show my wokeness by watching a show with black. I just didn't want to watch something that was painfully white. And so like, yes, I'm I'm glad that that is here, but the 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 writers and creators of this show did not like you know it's just it's 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 not a good show because that is the case it's it's you know also they've really like if we're if we're going just straight up game of thrones like they really rushed the like uh sex worker betrayal scene like that's yeah. usually, that's like a season four <laughs> or five kind of thing they, they did that in episode four come on Really firing the cannon indoors. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Lady Capulet's a really annoying villain and very uninteresting. And uh, Paris is the bad guy who's like killing people with a mask on. And he doesn't actually love Rosalind's sister. He's, <laughs> he's It's just a, pl- a ploy. Which is also annoying because, like, they are underserving the actress who is playing Olivia enough as it is without making her like a pawn in this whole scheme kind of thing. I find her more interesting than her sister. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. And I and I was like excited that like we were going to get some kind of like something going on with her and like her like marrying a prince maybe and rising above her station that way and it's 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 for not it's she again is a woman without agency even when even when she thinks she might get it she is uh without agency yeah very fucky of them to take even these two women who are in fact noble women and be like ah but because of X, Y, and Z, they're servants now. Right. Because of X, Y, and Z, and it also kind of feels like because of X, Y, Z, also because they're black. Like I just like I, yeah. I, I, I find it strange that the one family in in the, in Verona that is black, there was some kind of a, a a a terrible thing that happened where they lost all of their privilege and all of their rights to to like you know nobility. Just was like, Romeo black, or did I make that? No, up? Romeo, Romeo was, black. was black. Yes. I, I like how they're doing that uh, that Cinderella that like fucking mm-hmm. slaps yeah. where like it doesn't matter who the parents are or whatever like we don't need to explain it it's fine like colorblind casting yeah it's yeah. real good though we did get some of uh, Lord Montague's sister coming in here um, so like now that the family is all coming together and piecing piecing it all out. I see. I, I would not be surprised if it does get explained, and I would be. I'm going to be mad about that. It's not a good show, so they'll probably explain it. Probably, probably. Um, these four episodes of uh, of still star crossed. Uh, hey, Evan, yeah. Did the, is it is it working? The whole thing is it is it work? Is a good show? No, it's not a good show. It's not a good show, Ronnie. It's not good. Hey, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. We watched four of them, and I gotta ask, is it is it working? Is it good? Do you like? No, it's 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 not working. It's 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 bad. But I'm hopeful. I'm hoping maybe it'll turn it around. Hey, Ronnie. I I just want to take a moment. Andy is so like so hopeful. I I am I'm like so yeah. happy about that. You've got so Thanks. much, you got, I, I, I you know, I, I don't feel like we, we do that enough of like, maybe this thing could improve. I really want it to. I want it to be good. I, I've got, I really want this show to be good. It's got some bones in there somewhere. It's got some bones in there to build something on. But it's right got now, the bones, it's... like the broken bones of the architect that they constantly show you flashbacks of, regardless yeah. of the fact that, like, we know what happened. We know why Capulet is looking forlorn in this moment. We don't need the flashback. Um, no, the show is bad. It's it's not good. I I have I feel like I have less hope than Andy that it's going to get better. Uh, but maybe I'm just hedging because I feel bad about picking a bad show. Um. So I guess at this point we just bail out on this, go back to young Hercules. We can't keep the... doing this, Ronnie. We can't keep doing <laughs> I can't keep all these shows in my brain. I can't they're taking up real estate. Yeah. 
I watch no. them, I dump them, and then they're gone forever. That's yeah, how it's see, gotta be. That is your your little uh your 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 devil's pack is working well. These shows live with me. I remember so much <laughs> about all of these shows. I am cursed, cursed with the the burden of of uh, uh being human and uh you, you allow and yourself to love. That's the problem. You allow yourself to hope and to to care and to imagine something better and then it lets you down every time i get invested it lets me down every time except for that one time we were we watched selfie um (laughs) that time it it didn't let me down yo that um that new show on the network um blanking bad romance bad romance did you see them ask what show they should do next and literally every single suggestion was a show andy pendy did it was we, like, I was like, we got to do a team up with them because yeah. people were saying Wonderfalls, people were saying Selfie, people were saying, um, fuck, uh, I, I even tagged us in one of the comments, mm-hmm. but it was like four people like reference, like or recommended like four shows that Andy Pendy did. I was like, I can't be here like tagging my podcast uh, <laughs> like, like in all of these comments. We also but, did this. Um, we also did this. Hey, but if you I was like just this, like, you should check out our show instead. I was just like, oh, but like we should do a team up with them. Like that'd be so fun to to cover uh, some some shitty romance show. Oh, it was the the bar one. Uh, uh, mixology. Yeah, someone was like, oh, you should do mixology. Another uh, one that was, had such good bones. Yeah, there was almost a good show there, but it was mm-hmm. garbage instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should hit up Bad Romance sometime and be like, hey, let's let's talk. This is us putting that out into the universe now. Um, and we should we should definitely do a team up there. And and um, not not being a douchebag in their Twitter handle <laughs> in their Twitter comments. Just, um, hey, if, if, if you if you enjoy all of these comments, you might like our show instead. Um, it's excellent to have uh, Bad Romance on the network. Excellent to have them. Such a good, part. such a good podcast. Yes, very good, very good. Uh, it's uh, it's also very good to have shows like mock footage and advertising on the network. Uh, check out shows like that uh, and others at lunarlightstudio.com. Follow us on Twitter so that you can see us uh, tagging ourselves in other podcasts' comments. Uh, at Pending Pod, follow us on Facebook at Pending Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ending Pending. Send us an email, PendingPod at gmail.com. We will be back next time with what are we doing? Two more of these? There's only seven. So should we just <sighs> should we just knock it out and finish this thing, or should we like? Yeah, let's just let's get this over with. All right, yeah, we're doing let's three. Let's get out. Well, we're doing three, and this show's been turning around, y'all. Yeah, in the in the in the waning hours, just like everything turned out pretty good for those Romeo and Juliet kids. I haven't finished it, so no spoilers. The yeah. greats are great because they paint a lot. Bam, Love we're done. Love it. <laughs> Lunar Light Studio. Pretty. Witty and gay.